Hello! Welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original! My name is Casper! And over here, we have Becky Gremlin! Who is our other host? And guess what tonight is, guys? It's Wednesdays! Because Wednesdays are for podcasts! <laughs> Do you guys want a balloon? Because I can give you a balloon. A red one? But I can give you a thousand balloons! All at the same time! Okay, it went from hysterical to scary, back to fun. I literally was like on every level. It I was, was like... <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely terrified and laughing at the same time. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie. Hiya, Becky. Okay, that is that is horrifying. <laughs> Becky, need Pennywise. Poor Georgie. Nope. No, no. I'm Pennywise the dancing clown. No. No. Guys, I'm going to do this voice the whole time. <laughs> like, no. It'll eventually start sounding like Goofy and it'll be really bad. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, it just like... It kind of... T- it's because I don't have the male voice, so I tend to sound higher, which makes it sound more Goofy than... Like, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up inside. <laughs> Save me! <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm broke. I'm really I, good at Goofy because I laugh like him. I huckle. When I get really tickled, I huckle like Goofy. So <laughs> I tend to do a Goofy impersonation very well. You that's do, why when I do Pennywise, I hear Goofy. <laughs> you do what? You yuckle? I huckle. <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> Becky is broken. Becky is absolutely broken oh right now. I for like half a second forgot what the podcast was even about. She's over here like, oh my god, she's doing Goofy impressions. I'm like, what? If you guys haven't seen Goofy's impersonation singing, mm-hmm. um, wait, uh. Oh my god, that is, what is so that song? fucking funny. They have an Essence song that I'm clearly blanking on right now. Uh, wake well the wake me up song because yeah. I can't think of the name of it right the now. Wake me up song because that's what I always thought. Wake it was. me up inside. If you save me, please. It's not. It's bring me to life. Bring me to life. Thank you. Evanescence is only my favorite band, and I'm over hey. here like um, gore. I for, you forgot. I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> just you immediately started doing that voice, and everybody just fucking forgot. You know, it's like you left Dairy and then you just fucking forget I went to everything. Disney. I went from Dairy to Disney. <laughs> and then you fucking forget everything. And then we're just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> now I'm imagining Goofy with the Pennywise makeup. I need somebody to do that. Are you Georgie? Can we get somebody to do that? I want to need somebody to Photoshop that. Like, get on that real quick. You want your boat back? It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> That's gotta be somewhere. That would actually be really. Why would that be scary? That would actually be terrifying. I don't. Like, that, that would, would be scary. That would genuinely because he has a really big mouth. Be tor- oh, so my, imagine be horrifying. Now you've got me fucking. <laughs> 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 Jesus. 
what is oh what is happening god. right now? Oh my god, you know this what is it great. Was? Cause the day started off like shit <laughs> and now we're slap happy as fuck. That's what happens. So I hope you've all had a wonderful day. We hope um, you've had a great day. <laughs> right. I hope you enjoyed my pennywise at the beginning, even though I apologize if it did sound like goofy, because it happens. So if you guys haven't figured out by now or haven't been reading our social media or listened to the last episode. Um, we're keeping up with the clown theme this month, and tonight is all about it. Slap on my knob. <laughs> and if you guys haven't seen that like YouTube video, check in with me. <laughs> that's incredible. Pennywise dancing to that song is the best thing on the internet. I think I watched <laughs> that like 500 times. It fits the first so time perfectly. I saw it and laughed so hard. Especially when you caught it on Instagram the first time when they just did the minute videos and they just would just <laughs> looped and I was, it was like, just like over and over and over and, and I watched like, it like 47 <laughs> times and I was still laughing. I can't stop watching this. Like I literally cannot stop. And now every time I hear that song, I'm like. <laughs> That song had a whole different meaning for so many years. <laughs> Thank you, whoever did that. Yeah, so. that one and the take on me. Those were the best two. Best two. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're about talking that. about, we're talking about the Pennywise dancing scene at the end of the first It. Yes. Um, chapter one, he dances while Beverly's in his lair and... He can dance to everything. It fits. Everything, like, fits. But Slob on My Knob and Take On Me were the best, too. Look it up on YouTube. There's probably a ton of songs that sync to it. There is. Those two are the best. By Slob far. on My Knob is the best. You will watch them over and over and over and over if you haven't seen them by now. Guys, if you didn't see my promo, I worked really hard on that. That, that was, was incredible. Don't fuck with the Chuck. That was amazing i told you if someone could do stop motion animation to that that would really be dope it's obviously not accurate because i don't think chucky could kill both pennywises but i thought it was cute (laughs) i would like to see him take them on i think that would be pretty fucking pretty fucking entertaining (laughs) it would be entertaining Ooh, chucky and freddy versus pennywise and pennywise shit that will be a comic book that would be, there'd be somebody, so much banter. Somebody would fuck, oh my god. <laughs> the banter would be insane. There would be more talking <laughs> than, than fighting. actual killing. Well, the, the, that's the way to defeat Pennywise, though, is that talking him down. So in a way, the two biggest horror sarcastic assholes would be perfect. It actually kind of works. It actually kind of works. Hey, you clown. Oh my you stupid <laughs> clown. Go eat an ugly kid. Okay, so... Oh, God. Anyway, we start yeah. off with a comedy series at this point. Like, at the beginning of our podcast, it's just comedy. <laughs> I just... I think it's the best... You know, a lot of... I'm sure a lot of listeners out there appreciate it, especially depending on what time of day you're listening to this, mm-hmm. or if you're listening to it in traffic, or at work, or you're somewhere you'd rather not be. So, <laughs> like, this just brings a little bit of joy to your life in that moment. Um, so, on more of a somber note, uh, today happens to be 9-11. Um, as all of you know, if you were around, or even if you weren't, um, 18 years ago today, uh, there was a terrorist attack on U.S. soil. Um in New York City and Pennsylvania and at the Pentagon. And, um, you know, of course, we just want to definitely give our condolences to 
any of the victims and anybody that was still that was affected and obviously there were many families even later affected especially after the uh twin tower attacks because um you know there was such a dust plume that a lot of the first responders afterwards were affected with the air quality and um ended up with several different cancers and lung diseases and whatnot so uh yeah that was a rough time in our country's history i'm sure if any of you were alive and old enough to remember that was kind of like our you know like when i talked to my dad and he remembers where he was when JFK was assassinated or when Martin Luther King was assassinated or, you know, when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon or, you know, any number of things that you remember in history, that was like, boom, history, world, country, everything just changed after that. So, um, yeah. And then coincidentally too, cause we'll get into the it movies in the book. Uh, we figured out today that two years after 9-11 on September 11th, um, John Ritter unfortunately passed away. He played Ben, uh, the adult, older, thinner Ben in the It miniseries back in 1990. Um, and the last project he was working on prior to him dying were, was eight simple rules for dating my daughter. And, uh, yeah. Very cute sitcom. He was a great guy. He was so funny. I mean, uh, Casper's age range remembers him from that show. My age range remembers him from Three's Company and Problem Child in the 80s. And, you know, I mean, the guy was just so funny. And his son, as many of you know, Jason Ritter, who looks just like his dad, is now an actor himself. So, And he's good, too. He's a great actor. Yeah, so uh, condolences to his family as well. It was kind of a somber day keeping all of that in mind but uh yeah for sure yep so of course like we said we always you know today's kind of going to be a funner topic as fun as it can be about killer clown but (laughs) we try to keep it as a clown that mutilates children (laughs) this is going to be a great funny (laughs) so we definitely want to keep it you know a somber day but we want to keep it on a funny note as much as we can so um We did want to let everybody know, too, if you didn't see on social media, uh, we do know that It Chapter 2 just recently came out last week. Um, We could go, we could go. We saw it. And if you haven't seen it by now, there are going to be spoilers. I think there's a big chunk of people that have. I've been seeing everyone talking about it. I have, too, but... (laughs) We let you guys know, we're going to say it right now, spoiler alert, and then just like we talked about, the book came out 30 years ago. It follows the book and the first movie pretty damn well, so if you didn't read or see either one, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but they're like... Spoiler alert! You know, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, spoiler alert, there are going to be spoilers. Um, But yeah, because we really felt like, at the end of the day... There, the new movie really did well with taking parts of the book and parts of the original movie, and just kind of like Andy Muschietti did a perfect job of putting he a spin did on it. with those two movies what they couldn't do 
with the original movie because of the fact that it was a TV series. So obviously they were restricted. You know, a lot of everything with TV, things are way more restricted than movies because you can't just slap an R rating on a TV show because it's airing on TV. Kids mm-hmm. are, kids can see that. So they did what they could and they did a great job with what they could do for the TV series, but Andy took the good parts from that and made movies and added more of what the book kind of, the more gory parts of the book and stuff like that, because he could do it. Which is why, you know, the, the original does have a special place in my heart, because it, it, it did what it could. It did what it could for its time. It was 90. It was 1990, which is really fucking cool that the chapter It Chapter 1 came out literally 27 years after the original series came out. But how perfect And I didn't figure that out until I was in the movie theater. Yeah. Because I was like, Mackenzie was like, when did you, when did the original one come out? And I was like, 1990. And I was like, it's 2017. (laughs) Like exactly 27 (laughs) years. Yep. That was incredible. That was the fact awesome that they, that they did, did that. that. Yeah. I mean, that was just that like was planned. Spot that was obviously planned. On <laughs> well, and then again, it lets you know that how many times have we talked on here about appreciating the fact when a director goes in and does any type of remake of an original movie and shows the utmost appreciation to that original movie, and I think that is to Andy's credit of. Just that little tiny added piece, you know. To I mean, make even it what it the is. king loves these movies. Yes, that was a pun because <laughs> he is because he's a horror king. Because he is king. Um, I also want to give a shout out too before we get started because I have talked about this more times than I can count. The casting director <laughs> for the new it. Can we just Rich Delia? is a fucking genius. This man, I, 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 I did the casting even, for the new movie with the, yeah, the adults. Yeah. Okay. The and adults the kids, and the kids. And the kids. Yeah. I mean, I, like no words. Can we just take no a brief words. moment of silence for this man? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Cause I have nothing. Cause That's, I have nothing. It's incredible. It's incredible. How the counterparts look so, I mean, it, it's so spot on. Well, it's just like I was telling you in the original, no offense to the casting director in the original, because all the casting was good, but I had a hard time remembering who was who. I did too. And in this this one, I could look at an adult and be like, oh, that's so-and-so, because right. they look just alike. Like, that's definitely Eddie. That's definitely Ben. That's definitely Beverly. That's definitely Richie. Yeah, you just well, knew. Beverly was the only one. Yeah, she was. But they do look alike. Mike was the only black guy. <laughs> in the whole town, but they, in no, the whole I'm entire just, town. Just <laughs> One black guy in the whole town. Poor guy. <laughs> I'm surprised he stayed there, poor guy. I know, right? Like, why did you? I just needed to stay here, bitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, the casting director. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. I think the one that the one that truly wows me the most is Eddie. Oh, they have the same face. Like I don't understand. They're not even related, and it fucks with me. <laughs> when they morphed, mm-hmm. and that scene where they morphed his head, it face. was like, "What is happening?" 
I mean, like... That's why they did it, too, because they know eyes, how much they eyes look alike. Eyes set, bone structure. It, you almost wonder if they, like, face scanned them <laughs> and then compared the face scan. Or they, like, ran actors to, the, like, to let look like them. And exactly. they were like, this one. Like, oh, same bone structure, same nose placement, eyes are the same distance apart. Okay, we got it. The like, only one that they didn't choose... Well, they they did, but the fans were really big on Jessica Chastain. And there would have been no one. And else. I would have been mad if it was anybody else. So I was perfectly Literally, fine with that. Shut your face. <laughs> no one else. All you Bryce Dallas Howard fans out there, listen. I love her. I love her. I, I genuinely love her. I do too. But she is Ivy. <laughs> and from the face. village. That's it. That's it. And, and that, what's her and name from Dress World? <laughs> Forgettable. I'm sorry. I don't remember her name. Those movies were good. Hey, I loved The Village. Oh, we gotta have No, Jurassic bit. World. No, oh. no, 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 no. The Village was great. I was like, hey, I love The Village. No, 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 no. <laughs> not, not The Village. And sorry to all you, Jurassic World was... Yeah, no, it wasn't. Anyway. So. It was like the... Oh my God, it was like the Jurassic Park meme where it's like played really badly. It's like... <laughs> product placement in that fucking movie i felt like i was watching an a ad. giant ad <laughs> on youtube that took way too fucking long and had no skip button <laughs> you're like skip 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 <laughs> it's been a fucking hour skip honestly i didn't hate them i thought they were okay but the first one was okay. The second one was an abomination. I have like, heard that the third one coming out. Oh my god! Stop. Has Why? the OG cast. Oh. I was like, oh. if the dinosaur man comes back, I need Doctor Grant. I need what is her name? Fuck! Why would you put me on the spotlight? <laughs> <laughs> She's in Star Wars. She's in everything. Lauren, oh. Lauren. Lauren. Oh, Laura Dern is Laura a real Dern. Name. Thank yes. you. Yes, but Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum. We need. We need you. Everybody. We need you. Life finds yeah, a way. I am done. Find a way. If they don't bring you guys back, uh, stop. I'm so sorry. I'm like Bryce Dallas Howard goes off into Jurassic Park <laughs> with heels on <laughs> the whole time. Bitch, like, you were to talk about fucking T Rex in heels. Fuck out of here. Fuck with that movie. <laughs> Anyway, Jessica Chastain was Beverly. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, she's Beverly. She's Beverly. <laughs> that's it. End that's, of argument. We're done. That's enough. I so, mean, <clears throat> she okay. looks like Sophia Lillis, so. Yeah, she does. She really does. Well, I guess does. Sophia Lillis, whatever. Technically. <laughs> if you want to get technical about it. But if, I love I love the behind the scenes photos now, too. If you guys haven't checked out any of the social media, the actors, like, just the interaction between the young and the old cast too is just really like they that they, fucking chemistry it's the chemistry between them that makes this movie these movies amazing yep because they're all really friends in real life <clears throat> those kids are great the kids are great in it and somebody was like how cool would it be if they did a stranger things it crossover and i was like they can't mm-hmm. because you can't have the same guy playing Richie and Will. Mm-mm. Or not Will. I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, yeah. You can't. That wouldn't work. That'd be <laughs> hysterical. He'd be like the, the Spider-Man meme where they're both looking at each other and pointing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Two different cinematic universes. 
But they're like, it'd be so cool if all the kids like went against, you know, and I'm like, it's, it would be cool, but it's impossible. It's kind of like why the Fantastic Four isn't in the new Marvel movies because Chris Evans can't be the torch and Captain America. He's Captain America. He is. America's ass. Like, <laughs> those movies. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the casting was amazing. Yeah, good job. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking fly a plane over here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> James McAvoy is Bill. Oh, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love him so you. much. Thank you. There was talk about Patrick Wilson being Bill, and I was like, he needs to stop being in horror movies. I'm going to get confused about his universes. I know, right? Like, like Insidious and The Conjuring and whatever else the fuck. It's like, what are you trying to do here, dude? You know, he he does well in horror movies. No, he does. He's fantastic. I really enjoyed James McAvoy in this role. He like, did that stutter. Perfect. Spot on. Spot on. It was amazing. Um, I guess we'll run through the cast real quick of the new one. Um, we'll do new and old. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Sophia Lillis were Beverly Marsh. James McAvoy and Jaden Martell were Bill Danbro. Bill Hader and Finn Wolfhard was Richie Tozer. Um, Isaiah Mustafa and Chosen Jacobs was Mike Hanlon. And fun fact, if you don't know Isaiah Mustafa... He was in the original All Spice commercials. So get that in your head. That was. Is the whistle. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> yes. You're riding on a horse. You're on a beach. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't get that voice out of my head. Right. Uh, Jay Ryan and Jeremy Ray Taylor were Ben ha- Hanscom. Is that how you pronounce his last name? I think it's Hanscom. Hanscom. Mm-hmm. Um, James Ranson and Jack Dylan Grazer was uh, Eddie Casperick. Should we tell him the story about Sinister? Go ahead. Okay. Because you love so, it. She loves the story so I'm much. Sorry. It's gazebo. Because if you got me, you wouldn't. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, she, I, I'm sure if, if any of you didn't already know or hadn't figured out, James Ranson was the cop from Sinister. I knew it when they first did the casting. Casper didn't know until after. And she texted me and I was like, you didn't know? And she was like, what? <laughs> I had, like, a meltdown in my apartment, okay? I was like, oh, my God, he's the cop. Oh, my God, he's the cop from Sinister. And Becky's like, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, the reaction when I told people I was gay. They were like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. Like, a bitch, I fucking knew that. It was literally the same reaction. Like, She's like, yeah. Damn. And I was like, well, everyone knew before I did, so. Damn. Like, um... <laughs> You're just like, fuck. Uh, and then uh, Andy Bean and Wyatt Olaf, Olaf? Olaf, we'll go Olaf. with Olaf, was uh, Stanley Uris. Fun fact, um, uh, him and uh, Sophia Lillis are going to be in another movie together. And I should have yeah. had to prepared what it was called. <laughs> Crap. Hold on. I got it. Is it Hansel go and on. Gretel? No. It's not Hansel and Gretel. It's something else. Go okay. on with what you were saying. I'll look it up. Yeah, they're doing a Hansel and Gretel too, guys. Like um, old school, yeah. like old school Grimm's fairy tales. Fucked up Hansel and Gretel and Sophia Lillis is going to be in it. So excited! If you haven't seen that trailer yet, you need to watch it. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, of course, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise, the dancing clown, um, and he's incredible. It's called "I Am Not Okay with This." <laughs> what it's called. I'm not okay mm-hmm. with this. Okay. Sophia Lillis and Olaf. 
Wyatt. Wyatt Olaf are together in it. And I think, actually, a couple of the other ones are being in movies together, too. I'm like, oh, it's so cute seeing them, like, in other movies together. It's precious. That's And that's great, too, because they've already, like, they have this established friendship friendship already from working together. Um, and then we'll go into the casting of the um, old It movie. Um, Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry. <laughs> um, Tim. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I fucking love is, Tim Curry. Okay, Tim Curry is Pennywise, how and he's amazing. Like he's he's the inviting Pennywise, which will I'll explain that later. Jonathan Brandis plays Bill. Um, and then Richard Thomas, John Boy, plays older Bill. He will always be John, John Boy. John Boy Walton. Always. Emily Perkins plays Beverly Marsh. And if you guys, you guys should know who Emily Perkins is. If you don't actually remember this, she is in Ginger Snaps. She plays Ginger's sister. And if you're a horror fan, fuck yeah. Catherine Mc... Catherine McPhee. No. Isabel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. You are forgiven. <laughs> Emily Perkins plays Bever- the young Beverly Marsh, and Annette O'Toole plays the adult Beverly Marsh. Uh, Harry Anderson plays the older Richie. While I am so sorry, this it was Seth Green. Seth Green plays younger Richie. And R.I.P. to Harry Anderson. He actually yeah. passed away last year of a stroke. So, so sad. yeah, I love that guy. Uh, Marlon Taylor plays young Mike. And Tim Reed plays older Mike, which is Daddy from Sister Sister, if you did Hell not know that. Yeah, and WKRP in Cincinnati, if you're super old. <laughs> <laughs> or from Cincinnati. You don't have to be super old. Most people from Cincinnati just know the show. Uh, Dennis Christopher plays the older Eddie and Adam Frazel. We'll go with it. Plays young Eddie. About the best I would have been able to do. Tony Dakota plays Georgie. Ben Heller plays young Stanley and Richard Masur plays older Stanley. And then last but not least, Brandon Crane plays young Ben. And I don't know why this does not have older Ben. It just decided not to. Oh, that was John Ritter. Yeah, John Ritter was older Ben. The ones that are the most recognizable, my brain's like... (laughs) You're like, I'm just... It's not there. It left. It's out of here. Yeah. That is uh that is everybody. Yeah, sweet. It was a it was a good cast for the older one, honestly. I enjoyed it cuz I it was some older. It was it's more it's not very nostalgic for me because I watched it when I was like 20, but um there are a lot even the the Richard Thomas is very nostalgic for me because of the Waltons. Oh so it's gosh, like yeah. Certain characters are nostalgic for me. Even seeing Emily Perkins as a kid and that was really cool. Well, yeah, and like we were talking about with John Ritter, you know, I grew up with him, and uh, Harry Anderson was on a really funny show called Night Court, if anybody remembers that from the uh, late 80s into the early 90s. That was a really funny show, um, and one of the best TV theme songs ever, hands down. Um, everybody's going to be like, I'm YouTubing it right now, because I just want to hear it. <laughs> pause. But I'm like, pause. I just want to hear it real quick. Um, but yeah, there was a lot... That was really nostalgic for me is because the movie was came out in 1990 and I was I was about six years old and there were so many 80s references in it. Um, Like I know there's the particular scene with Stanley and his wife and 
they're watching TV and she's watching Perfect Strangers. And I'm like, oh my God, Balky. Like I have not seen, I've probably not seen Perfect Strangers in well over 20 years. Like it was just little things like that. And also the fact that Tim Curry's Pennywise was the first introduction to a scary fucking clown that I had as a child and scarred me for life. So Stephen King in the book, it describes Pennywise as being like Bozo the Clown. And when I was a kid, Bozo the Clown was a show that was on WGN out of Chicago. And they would show the commercials all the time. And if you sent in a postcard, if you were a kid, you got to be on the show. And Bozo looked so much like Pennywise that it would horrify me every fucking time WGN would be on. Because WGN always had the fucking good cartoons if you only had like 10 channels back in the day. So like WGN had bomb cartoons, but they, they would show that fucking Bozo the Clown commercial every time. And I would hide my face because he looked just like Pennywise. And then, of course, flash forward all these years, 30 years later, and I'm listening to the book for the podcast and, and finding out that Stephen King actually used that specific character's face for Pennywise. I'm like, Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> like It was bred to be the stuff of my nightmares, but it's funny going back and watching these movies now, because like you had mentioned earlier, you can see why Tim Curry's Pennywise is actually in a way scarier than Bill Skarsgård's because he's more inviting. Now in the book, the gray suit, silvery suit that Bill Skarsgård wears in the new one is the same as what Pennywise wears in the book. But the face of Pennywise is very similar to Tim Curry's from the 1990 miniseries. And if you saw, I don't know about y'all, but if you saw Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, I'd be like, nope. Uh, like, I, I mean, literally said that to you today. I was like, if I saw that, I'd be like, fuck no. He looks terrifying. He's terrifying. You would never approach that. That fucking eye wonky and the drool coming out the side Can of his mouth. What was it? Sexy wonky eye? Sexy, Sexy wonky eye. eye. That's for you, Mindy. Uh, <laughs> to confuse you and abuse you. <laughs> He'll make sure to eat you. He's atrocious. (laughs) And he knows just what it takes to make you come down and float with him. I'm sorry. We're done. (laughs) We we had it. And then we'll we'll get it back. (laughs) But um, yeah, it just, I wouldn't want to go anywhere fucking near him. But Tim Curry's Pennywise. Yeah. You'd be a little bit. Oh, Look at like, if he was like, you had a balloon, I mean, motherfucker, I'd go up to him and be like, bitch, yeah. I want a balloon, give me a fucking balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd reach out and grab my fucking arm. Then like, they described it off. as taking a wing off of a fly. Oh, my God. They described, like, a second grader taking a wing off of a fly is how he ripped Georgie's arm Because that's what second graders do. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I used to do. <laughs> I have serial killer tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we established that a while back. We did. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm just thankful I have that moral compass right here. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. like, don't do that. It's bad. <laughs> that little Jiminy Cricket conscience. Like, hey, now. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I just want to shush you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought, though, we'll, now we'll probably 
I think, what do you want to do first? Do you want to kind of do you want to go like, like, over... to the, the comparisons to the, well, let's go over our favorite things. So which Heck one yeah, is we'll your favorite and who are your favorite characters? Like which one is my favorite movie? Yes. That's what I meant to okay, say. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you like um, older new better? And who are your favorite characters? Top three. You know, I'm very nostalgic for the first one, especially after watching it again. But, I mean, by far, hands down, I have to say the new one. And only because, like we talked about, there were a lot of restraints with the 1991. You know, it was an ABC miniseries. It aired on cable. The fact that it was on TV yeah, was an immediate restraint. Yeah, there was restraint. so much that they couldn't put in it just not only for time but for you know fcc regulators well that's true because they only they literally gave it three hours right we basically got five and you know there was very little blood too if you remember yeah. there were only like I, when when stanley slid his wrist and wrote mm -hmm. it on the tub when beverly dropped the cup in the in the old lady's house and the blood fell out blood coming out of the, the, the photo album when he's looking at georgie's picture in the beginning the blood coming out of the sink with beverly in the bathroom that the was balloons just a with little Richie bit bursting in yeah. the library there was very little blood and or gore i mean we didn't even he didn't we didn't even see him rip georgie's arm off in the first that's one. probably why when i first saw the first the the new one i was i was in shock that i they showed was that too because, because i was like oh yeah that was a tv series they couldn't show something like that now i'm like watching it happen and i'm like oh yeah they're gonna there's gonna be gore in this <laughs> yeah so by far for those reasons i really liked the new one better and i think that it stayed truer to the book in many aspects and they were just able to do so much more with it you know making making the kids like fuck you i'm gonna have to fuck this clown up and just like that kind of stuff you know like that that i loved mm -hmm. like richie could be more richie smart ass <laughs> richie because that's just the way richie richie was and you know he was smart ass in the first movie, but there wasn't a whole lot that they could do with they could do with the character. Um, and then I think out of for me out of the kids, I I just really have a soft spot for Eddie. I I just do. He's just adorable, and I'm 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 sorry that fucking part with they're gazebos. They're bullshit. I laughed so hard that part was amazing. i laughed so hard because he said it with such conviction he I was mean, so just angry he's like he, they're gonna say most <laughs> they're bullshit he really he really thought he's like so fucking tired that of that was mom. placebos and it was just incredible and now as far as the adult counterpart even though i did love the older eddie um the older Beverly was just everything to me, you know, as, as a survivor of domestic violence, just to see that play out on screen, someone standing up for themselves. And even in the book, bless you, you know, from the book to the book really emphasized that the original miniseries movie didn't how important Beverly was. She was really the rock. She was the strength of of all of them. She was the one that legitimately had from the start no fear. She knew she, she really encountered didn't. nothing but monsters. 
She knew monsters her whole life. <laughs> oh my god, I'm Ooh, sorry. Get allergies, guys. Um, her dad was abusive sexually and physically. Uh, He's a she piece of shit is what he was. Grew up to end up with a just as equally emotionally, sexually, physically abusive uh, partner. And Tom, uh, so, I mean, she knew nothing but survival. So Pennywise, she's like, dancing clown, go fuck yourself. You know, like, sorry, we had to pause un momento, guys. Um, She had to blow her head off. <laughs> Listen, if I didn't blow my fucking nose, y'all were going to hear me sneeze this entire goddamn episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Beverly was really a strength to me because I identified with her personally. Um, but Eddie as a kid was just, I just had such a soft spot for him. I just, I just loved Eddie and you know, I really have nothing to add. Everything you said was the same for me, except adult Richie. Oh my God. Adult, adult Richie. That was really tough. It was a toss up. I, I had a, I had See, a, I had a rough time <laughs> between him and Beverly. Cause See, I was like, Argh! him. The Eddie, Richie, and Beverly are my three favorites. Oh, by far. Eddie's my favorite because I just adore him. Richie and Beverly I identify with. Um, Richie is, spoiler, gay. And um, Beverly's strength, I really identify with her strength. Um, but Richie's character being gay like that. God, the ending. Oh, of the let's s- also bring up a really quick point. Neither one of us were abused by our fathers, too. Yeah, no, 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 since no, no, no. That no. got brought up earlier today because we <laughs> identify with Beverly. Okay, so yeah, let's no, just, no. Let's just make sure we get that the fuck out. I was not abused. So. I actually was never. I have never been abused like that. We both have wonderful fathers. Yes, I love, love my us dad very much. And we love I fucking love my dad. Okay, and we love actually, that very much. Any anything that ever comes up with fathers and daughters <laughs> makes me fucking cry. Oh, like, let's not even talk about it. <laughs> but no, I've never been abused by that like that. I have I identify with her strength yes. and with her leadership and with Very her so. just there's a lot about her personality that I am like. But Richie being closeted and being scared of coming out, especially because you gotta think about the time it was and him being in love with Eddie destroyed me um especially at the end because you know at the end it's kind of like one of those things I identified with this a lot too because like I just said a little bit before all of my friends knew I was gay before I did and there's a part at the end of the second movie where he is just mourning for Eddie I mean like and and they're all mourning for him but his reaction was different And by that reaction, I got chills talking about it. By that reaction, I knew. I was like, he was in love with him. Right. Before they even, like, showed that. And every single one of them knew. Like, you just, you knew that they knew. He didn't have to tell them. They just all gathered around him and hugged on him because they knew. When you, it's it's different to mourn a friend versus mourning almost like a lover or a partner or somebody that you, like, were in love with versus loving mm-hmm. you know it's, like it if I lost different. my partner that would be a totally different well it's feeling just than like, if I lost my my friend I would yeah. miss my friend but someone that I'm in love with that's a that's a deep and then not only well, that just like the way it was a secret love right 
And that's why I'm saying the way they reacted to him, they knew. Yeah. All of them absolutely knew. They've known since they were kids. Yeah, they knew. They always did, which is why another reason why I loved him and identified with him, because I'm like, all my friends knew. And I was in love with one of my best friends. I mean, like, it's... Samesy. It happens. <laughs> I, I feel like if you're gay, you had that best friend. You oh, God. With. Everybody Look. did. <laughs> There's so many gay people out there that are like, preach right now. <laughs> they were either straight or not into you that way. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's always, but when he... Usually straight. Usually. Usually <laughs> straight. It's even worse when they're actually in when they're actually like bisexual, but they're not into you that way. And then you're like, oh god, no. <laughs> I'd rather you be straight. Or they're into you and they're with somebody. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're like, we're like, fuck history. <laughs> we're like gay culture right here. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, that part, I was already upset that Eddie died, but Bill Hader nailed Richie especially at the end of that after he died when he's screaming we can save him we can save him that's when it hit me I'm like he was in love with him and then they showed him carving the R plus the E into the 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 bridge the bridge and I was I was like bridge post yeah (gasps) it's already like I was hysterical at the end of that movie Jesus people in the theater were like bitch it was a horror movie. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm crying like I just watched a Lifetime Christmas movie. Like, I was bawling. I was like, bring it in, everybody. Come here. Hugs. You're like, come here, my own loser's I club. I love you guys <laughs> so much. Like, I was ridiculous. Yeah, Richie, Beverly. It was emotional, though. It was, it was, it was extremely emotional. Yeah. It was. Well, so. you know, it's a love of a... I think a lot of it for me is when you... The friendship which is the aspect of the book, the whole thing was really at the core of it all was this just deep, solid love for these people that you had had these experiences with that you had never shared with anyone else. So it's this special bond. That's why I love at the end of It Chapter One that they did the blood oath thing when they held hands, because I mean, it just, it like really captured that moment of that significant bond of like, no matter what happens, we will come back together and we will, we will be this thing. Like we, we that was can the, get it. That was we will the core be mantra of this entire series was friendship. Real friendship. Yeah. Unconditional, no matter what. No judgment, you know. Now we're going to have to kill this fucking clown. Oh my God, it was incredible. But yeah, Bill Hader, I don't, I had never, just going back to him real quick, I don't think I had ever seen him do, I mean, everybody knows him from SNL and he's in, he is just hysterically funny. I've always thought Bill Hader was funny. I mean, from, from uh, the, what was that? Uh, Oh my fucking God. The McLovin movie. He was so fucking funny. He played one of the cops with Seth Rogen. Jonah Hill, like one of the very first movies that's they ever did bad, where they were in. It? No, that's not super. That is it. It is super, super bad. bad. Where they were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Bill Hader and <laughs> Seth Rogen played the cops. I never laughed so hard in my life. Super bad's funny. He is hysterical. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him. And he was funny in these movies because Richie was funny. You know, that, that character was a comedic actor in the uh, book. 
and then also in the miniseries, and right. then he was an actual comic in the uh, in chapter two. So the character, it just fit to have him because he's a comic anyway, but that was kind of a serious role. And well, he it was, really nailed It was that. the ending when Eddie died. He, I really got to see him as a real, just solid actor. Actor, yeah. Because that felt, I felt that. Because all the rest of them had done... Oh, yeah. Um, other stuff. Yeah. You know, the other, fucking cop from Sinister. Other dramatic roles or, well, <laughs> horror movies, really. Sinister. But, uh, yeah. They they were all incredible. I really thought. I'm trying to think of a certain. Did you have, like, a certain key scene from the newer one that, that was your favorite? From the, from two or chapter one and two? One and two, yeah. Ooh, um... Okay, scene from the OG one, favorite, and scene from the new one, chapter one or two. The OG favorite scene would be when Richie's in the library, when he first comes back to Derry, yeah. and fucking Pennywise pulls the the newspaper down, and he's just going insane. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> Is there a refrigerator like- running? It's just funny. And then, like you said, everybody's around, like, has to pretend that nothing's happening. And these That's, balloons are popping in their face with that blood. That is the best part. I love that scene. Is all the background actors having to so hard act like none of this is happening. Like, none of it. Now, as far as the new... There's one scene that sticks out to me the most that I have to say. I probably... This is probably my favorite scene, and I'm going to... Everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, she's so romantic. Like, okay, seriously, the scene was amazing. Was the scene between Ben and Beverly and the new one when she's in the bathroom and when he's going under the dirt and they she starts screaming at him, it's not real, it's not real, and she says, My your heart your hair is winter fire, and then they connect and they grab arms. Like I had chills talking about it. And they grab arms, and she's like, it was you. And I was like, oh, yes! I know, right? <laughs> like, oh. That scene, for some reason, really sticks out to me. I yeah. loved that scene so much. I'm trying to think for me. Okay, so I know in the first one, for sure, it's at the very end. when. So this this actually was not in the newer movies at all, which... I kind of wish Andy Machete could have fitted in somewhere. I mean, I, I understand why he didn't. I, I I guess it wasn't that central to the story of of wanting to keep it just the Losers Club. But in the book, uh, Audra, Bill's wife, they actually have a really great relationship. And she is an actress, um, just like in, the, in chapter two. Um, but she's sort of a secondary character in chapter two, whereas in the book, she actually follows him to Deer. So in the book... Tom, Beverly's husband, and Audra, Bill's wife, follow them to Derry. Tom gets, uh, like, hypnotized, brainwashed by Pennywise, leads Audra into the sewers. Tom is killed by Pennywise, and Audra is in a catatonic state from looking at the deadlights. And Bill takes her on a ride on Silver, the Schwinn bicycle, to bring her out of the catatonic state. And that is at the end of the mini, the miniseries. 
I absolutely love that scene. I thought that was so sweet. It makes me cry every time I see it. It's just absolutely adorable. I love it so much. And um, yeah, so I, I kind of understand with Andy wanting to keep it more about just the Losers Club in the new movies. I can see how he didn't feel like that was just kind of like secondary. But I really loved that part in the first one. Um, and then I guess between the new ones... You know, really that scene, I'm sorry, I have to go back to it. Really that scene with Eddie and his mom, <laughs> that scene is just fucking incredible because his mom's a fucking psycho and it's just great to finally see him stand up to her, finally. And just the fact that he says gazebos as placebos with such conviction, so serious in that scene and how I'm sure I don't, I would love to know how many takes that took. Cause I'd laugh my fucking ass off if I had to say gazebos <laughs> that serious. But, um, and again, like, cause he's taken that moment to finally stand up to her and he's like, I'm not, I'm not taking this shit anymore. I don't fucking need you. I have friends. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, that was just a really well acted scene and Honor well, scr well scripted too. Yeah. Honorable mention is when Richie called Pennywise a sloppy bitch. Incredible. Gay culture <laughs> is when Richie calls Pennywise a sloppy, sloppy bitch. bitch. Because, a sloppy let's, bitch. oh my God. And when my roommate literally said to me, she goes, who knew the way to defeat Pennywise, the clown, would be to call Pennywise a clown. <laughs> I was like, a sloppy bitch. <laughs> and the way oh he looked at gosh. him, all massive and huge fucking spider body in his clown face, he looked at him like, bitch, did you just call me a sloppy bitch? <laughs> oh, and can we just say... Again, spoilers. Can we just say how happy you and I both were? Because that is one thing in the original one with that spider, which again, it was 1990. There was no CGI. I get it. I'm so glad they did a better job with with this one. They, they <laughs> even though the scene where the scene in the original one where they're in the Chinese restaurant together. Mm -hmm. Because in the new one, you know, when they crack open the fortune cookies and everything goes fucking crazy and all the Pennywise creatures are popping out. In the first one, it's the same thing, but that was no CGI. That was really good. Yeah, it was very good, actually. Very well done. The little baby bird and the claws crawling out of it and shit. I was like, the fuck? This has been <laughs> forever since I've seen it. I didn't realize how realistic that looked for that time with no CGI at all. Mm -hmm. I was like... Yeah, that's, that's why pretty I gotta, well. That's pretty well. That's, that's pretty why I gotta done. give them props for even though the creature at the end was. Yeah, I would have rather him been a been a clown again because that big ass spider was like. I mean, I don't like spiders, but that spider was like. What? <laughs> I have to give them props for what they did though, because it was during the time they didn't use CGI. None. But so I have I to didn't say, even exist Pennywise with the spider body and the clown head, I love that. It. Was incredible. I loved it. And then the head morphed into what cause they were afraid of, because that was what he fed on was their fear, and mm -hmm. it's like we're not afraid of you anymore. So what you got? You're a clown. 
By the way, when he shrunk down to a baby, he was like, you. He was so cute. No, he was. He was so not cute. You and Mackenzie. Oh my god! He I'm was like, adorable. He was like a deflated. I'm balloon. over here, like you two. I literally cannot. I'm like, no. He is not. And then, and then they reached in and grabbed his heart, and he was like reaching for it. And I was like, oh. They're gonna okay. kill you, but it's so cute. Okay, that was kind of cute. <laughs> he literally like reached for his little hands, his little hands, oh. hands, and I was like, <gasps> "It's like that that demonic, demonic. <laughs> it's like that unhuman noise that comes out of your mouth when you see something really cute." And I was like, "No," <laughs> and you're like, "I don't know where that sound came from," and you're like, "This is really fucked up." You're like, so cute. "It's so cute." That's the only sound that I could muster. You're like, "Hello." <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think that's, an, but that was another part that was true to the book too, from the original one with mm-hmm. reaching inside and crushing. Well, they did that in the original heart. movie. They reached inside him. And oh, inside the spider. But his actual. heart was a lot bigger. Okay. And they all that's right. Because of the lights. And, yeah. And then they, yeah. Crushed. Also love the fact that in the new one, they made the headlights in his mouth. Yes. Instead of his stomach. Yes. It was way cooler that way. The fact that his head actually opened up, that was cool. It's like a fucking Demogorgon. That was like the first thing I thought with the, oh, dead, like, with the dead lights Or the inside. vagina with teeth. What's that movie called? Uh, teeth. Teeth. It's called Like when teeth. it fucking opened at the top and we were all like, look, it's a vagina. <laughs> a very angry one. Teeth. <laughs> with lights. <laughs> if you see a vagina with lights, run away. <laughs> Teeth and lights. Oh, okay, honorable mention for another one of my favorite scenes from the new one, and coincidentally, it's Eddie again, except this time, adult Eddie. The fucking scene with Henry Bowers when he stabs him in the mouth with the fucking knife, and he goes, "And cut your fucking mullet." What? Are, what has it been like? What has it been years? like thirty? Because Henry Bowers still had that fucking mullet. And that was the first thing I said in the theater. As soon as I saw it, I was like, is that motherfucker still rocking a mullet 27 years later? Like, I realize you've been in a mental asylum, but dude. <laughs> for real. Get some help. That, somebody, that means you've been requesting that same haircut <laughs> for 27 years. Like, I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> like, just stop. No more. Absolutely no. Um, so we're pretty much just comparing it at this point. Like, there's not... You guys know the story. Um, Mike calls everybody to come back to Derry after they all made an oath to go back since they were kids. Because obviously Pennywise came to visit every single one of them when they were kids. Um, and then they all went into the sewers. Now, the original movie is very different from the newer the it chapter one when they go into the sewers the first time right it's very different because actually <clears throat> henry bowers follows them right in the original to the sewers and that's when his friend gets killed right and the new one the only at the beginning of the movie his friend goes in there which is probably the quote-unquote scariest scene of the movie um when he's in the tunnels and all of the zombie kids approach him. Right. And then they all just When he has the flame. And, yeah. Right, with the hairspray. Yeah. So, yeah, that part was extremely different. Yeah. Um, but, and then Penny, you see Pennywise's headlights 
I think that's more similar to the book also. Is it? Yeah. Um, we just started the book, guys. We both got it on <clears throat> Audible. Um, we both are in chapter... I'm in chapter three. I think you're also in chapter I'm three. I'm in chapter three. I'm just a um, little bit farther back than you. Um, it is narrated by Stephen Weber, who uh, has been... Who has acted, actually, in three different Stephen King adaptations. One of them being the uh, made-for-TV Shining, which I know a lot of people didn't like but it was truer to the book. Um, and Stephen Weber's an incredible actor, and he did a phenomenal job narrating this. His mm-hmm. Pennywise voice is great. His Pennywise voice it is, is literally a combination of Tim, Tim Curry, Curry and, and Bill, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. Really did a spot-on job. Um, where did you leave off? In so and there... They go into the sewers to fight, basically fight Pennywise in his lair. They find his lair. Um, in the it chapter one, they find the people floating. And the original it, as kids, they do not. They actually only get to a certain part of the sewer system where they basically meet him and try to kill him with the silver. Now that is not in any way, shape, or form mentioned in the new it uh, about the silver. It's in the book though. But it is in the book because right. I just got through Ben's part and Ben talks about using a silver dollar for something and I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, because they that's in the original It. And I was like, oh, so then they did do the silver thing. Um, but so in the It Chapter 1, he comes at them with all of his things. And actually in It Chapter 1, Beverly gets... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She looks in his deadlights. And he actually makes her float. Uh, but she wasn't afraid of him. So she really didn't float as high as everybody else. She right. kind of just stayed pretty low. He more or less did that to get her away from everybody else. Exactly. Um, in the original way, that never happens to Beverly. Um, I don't know. Is that in the book? Does she get? You know what? I'll have to double check on that one. Uh, well, while you're that checking on that. Um, yeah, we're working on reading the book right <laughs> now. So... <laughs> But um, but there were excerpts from the book that I could kind of glean from. Yeah, some of that it, I was pulling yeah. from to see how it um, compared and contrasted to. The, but he kept know, turning into everything they were scared of, and they eventually weren't scared of him anymore. And they basically pushed him into a deeper hole, and he fell down that hole. And then they made the blood oath, and that was the end of it, chapter one. In the original, it they got him with the silver. Um, on the top of his head. And the same thing kind of happened where the, cause in the original or in the it chapter one, they shot him with the gun and it quote unquote got him, even though it wasn't loaded, it basically got him because they weren't scared of him anymore. So that was kind of like their bullet. Um, and in the original, they got him with the silver. He turned kind of ugly, <laughs> which he does. And then, um, he goes away uh, basically scared of them, and that happens in both of them, and then they make the oath <clears throat> as well. Now, they don't do a blood oath in the original. Uh, they just surround each other in a circle, hold hands, and um, say that they're going to come back, they make a promise. They do the same thing in it, chapter one, except they do do the blood oath. Yeah, so the blood oath actually, the blood oath is in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the end where... Uh, in the book where they shoot the slugs. So 
this is mentioned in the movie how uh, Pennywise turns into a werewolf to scare uh, Richie. Richie's character. Mm-hmm. And the werewolf is not mentioned in the new movie, but it is mentioned in uh, the book and in the older miniseries. Um, when she shoots him with the silver, he turns into the werewolf again, flees back into the sewers. Um, and then that's when the whole thing with Henry Bauer's friends show up. Uh, Pennywise kills the two friends and then um, drives Henry down the sewers where he eventually washes out at the end and confesses to the child murders. So that part is in the first movie, but not in the remake. Right. Uh, He does kill the two friends Mm -hmm. in the original one, but uh, Bowers doesn't get his, he gets so scared that his hair turns white and he almost becomes like catatonic in a way. And then just kind of wanders out of the sewers in the old movie. Um, So in the book, instead of uh, it being like in where, Beverly sees the deadlights. This is actually where Bill does the ritual of Chud and meets the turtle. Mm. So the ancient turtle is never mentioned in the nope. new movie or the old movie. Um, I think, well, now you and I mentioned, we were talking about Easter eggs and there was in the new movie where Bill goes into Georgie's room and there's a Lego turtle. So that's a nod to that turtle from the ritual of Chud that Bill does as a child to defeat Pennywise as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they do in the second movie go a little bit more into Pennywise's history than they do in the original. In the original, there is absolutely nothing about him. Yeah, they don't mention anything about the ritual of Chud. They don't mention anything about him being this ancient being. Um, what his true form is. They go into all of that in the new movie. It's just the only thing they don't mention in the new movie is that when they were kids, Bill did the ritual of Chud, entered into Pennywise's mind, discovered his true history and what his true form was, and was able to defeat him that way and send him back to his slumber. Listen, y'all, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to read that. (laughs) Like, I'm excited to get into that part. And then... Before the blood oath in the book, they all have sex. Um, yeah, there's an orgy. Just, yeah, we're gonna just mm, gloss over that part. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, and you guys are probably all laughing right now because I have no idea what to expect. I'm like, do they all yeah. have sex with Beverly? Uh, do they yeah. have sex with each other? Like, so from what, what happens? From what I've heard and what I've read, um, the scene is very chaotic. Everything that's going on, everybody is very upset. Eddie's freaking out. Everybody's really hysterical. So Beverly's way of calming everyone down is they take turns having sex with her. But it's described... It's not described in a, like, hardcore way. It's not pornographic in any way. It's actually described as almost something very beautiful, like a moment. They, I mean, it's it's literally described as, like, from what I've heard, like, flowers blossoming and raindrops and, like, just a, a very beautiful moment between 
these group of people who love each other and in Beverly's mind, that's how, but you also have to realize like Beverly's sense of what sex is, is kind of warped because she had been molested by her father at this point. So to her, she didn't look at it the same way as everybody else did. And it was just her way of helping her friends. And it's described in a very beautiful way. But obviously, I can see why they kept it out of both fucking movies. Because well, in why? the books, the kids were 12 years old when this happened. And can only virgins see this shit? Is that why I'm not seeing anything? <laughs> <laughs> fucking richie so yeah uh they said there's something the- against the law about like child pornography or i kind of think there is and they're all yeah, literally under all children <laughs> um yeah so that part they uh left out good job glad you did that they the way they did it was perfectly fine it it came out very 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 nice the blood oath was great Bill and Beverly kissing was adorable at the end. That was so freaking cute. It was so cute when she was walking away and he's like sitting there and I'm like, I know what you're contemplating. He's like, you fucking idiot. You need to go after her. You fucking idiot. Go kiss her. Go kiss her. You fucking idiot. And I'm like, go kiss her, stupid. (laughs) So So um, that's basically the end of the first part in chapter one. Uh, Chapter two, of course, is heavily on the adults. In the new movie, in this, in the, in the original movie, it goes back and forth the whole time. It's, it's not really kids than adults. It's kid, adult, kid, adult, kid. Like it's, it's very back and forth. Um, I would actually really like to take the first chapter and second chapter of the new one and mesh them like that. Cause that'd be really cool. Oh, ba- but, basically the way they did with the first one, they yeah. cut it into two parts, but they pretty well mesh the whole right. thing together. Um, Which is how the book really does it. Yeah. The book is completely meshed together like that. The book, the guys, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but the freaking audiobook is 44 hours long. Actually, it's 45. You know, well, semantics. I mean, like, 44 hours and 53 minutes. I know, yeah, something like, <laughs> something that. like that. Y'all, I'm six hours in. It is really, it's, it's incredible though. But I love so listening far. to it. It's actually yeah, it's very fun really, to listen really, to. Really I like good. it. Um, I did want to do a quick, like, compare and contrast because I think, and again, this is kind of going to go more into the newer movie. Um, when, so when the adult counterparts, they pretty well kept from the book to the original movie to the new one. Um, Beverly owning her own business, being married to this asshole guy. Um, Eddie actually in the book, he's a limo driver. And in the original movie, he's a limo driver, but in the new one, he's like an insurance consultant. Um, the only part that they got wrong in the original movie is that he was still living with his mother. Now in the book, he was married to someone just like his mother. And so was, so he was in it chapter two, but the beautiful thing they did is that they cast the same woman that played Eddie's mom as his wife. (laughs) That's incredible because he's just, because she's described in the book as being exactly the same as his mother. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is spot the fuck on. I noticed it immediately. We both did. We were like, Oh my God, it's his mom. If none of you did, you're going to be looking, you're going to be thinking back now. And the ones that saw it like, Oh shit. Yeah. 
I mean, it was You're going to have my same reaction when I realized he was the cop. And it was the cop! <laughs> I love you. That was, that was amazing. And the same reaction that I had when amazing. I realized the super giant-ass fucking nod to Nightmare on Elm Street and Stranger Things. But, you know, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think, too. <coughs> oh, Nightmare on Elm Street nod that they made a new one. That was cute. The movie that the kids were seeing when they came out of the theater. That was great. Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Loved it. Um... What was the other thing? Oh, okay. So in the book, so Stanley as a kid is attacked by, um, cause you know, of course Stanley dies and for, you know, chapter two, uh, as a kid in the book and in the original movie, he's attacked by a mummy, but now in the new movie, it's that like creepy face picture on the wall. Yeah. Painting in the wall. Um, but otherwise, they kept pretty true, except for the werewolf with Richie, they kept pretty true, like the witch attacking Beverly, um, the leper uh, attacking Eddie. Um, the Paul Bunyan was in the book that attacked Richie when he was older, was not in the new movie, or in the old movie, but they did put it in the new movie, which was great because they were able to CGI it, and that part was perfect awesome. that was perfect the way they did that um the part with stanley's head being cut off in the fridge actually is mentioned in the book it's mentioned in the first movie and in the remake but now in the remake and in the first move or in the book the head actually attacks them so i'm i like how they were able to do that with like the spider it was very thing like it just, oh, it, it was, was very, so it was the thing. thing. Like, I mean, if that was any way of them giving, if that was any way of Andy giving a little nod to John Carpenter, like, that was incredible. Which, fun fact, if you guys didn't know, there actually is a John Carpenter connection with the original It. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who was a longtime producer on many John Carpenter films, like Halloween, The Fog, and he actually directed Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is the only arc that has nothing to do with Michael Myers, but is an incredible movie. So, uh, there, there's definitely John Carpenter nods in there, which I full-on appreciated, loved it. Um, yeah, I guess, so the bloody bathroom with Beverly when she's a kid, that's pretty well the same in all three um, I just really like the way they made it like super, the way they were able to make it super well, bloody. The way they the, fucking had her hands. In the last one. Oh, like, tie down, tie down by with the hair. hair. That was so cool. That was so, so, so cool. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise everything's still, you know, Henry escaping from the mental asylum. Um, you know, just a few little, thing, little differences they did with Henry. Otherwise, everything else... Like I said, they really did a great job of combining the book with the original movie and kind of tweaking it to make it the way they did. It was brilliant. Yeah. Like I said, I can see why they didn't really emphasize much about Tom, Beverly's husband, and Audra, Bill's wife, in the new one as they did in the book so much. Because Andy really wanted you. Because like you, like we said from the beginning, this movie was, the core of this was about this friendship. And that's what he really wanted to focus on that I thought he did just a spot on job. It was incredible. Really, really good job. Um, did you want to mention some of the Easter eggs? 
Oh yeah, a few of them because there was actually some. Please that don't were go, girl. Really, really, really good. Oh my god, that was incredible. That's that was amazing. I was gonna say too. I love the timelines. Um, and the book. So the book was written in 1986. So when they were kids, it was in the 1950s, and when they were an adult, adults, it would have been the late 80s. So kind of around the time that Stephen King was a kid versus an adult. Um, obviously with the movie coming out in 1990, kind of the same time frame, um, which is why uh, Henry Bowers in the older it kind of looked like a greaser type when he was a kid because it would have t- taken place in the 50s. Um, the newer movies, the kids are set more in the 80s. Mm-hmm. 80, late 80s, early 90s, because New Kids on the Block was kind of into the early 90s. Um, and then the kid, the adult counterparts, that time frame would have been more in, I guess, nowadays, like 2018, 2019. Yeah. More similar to, to now. Um, just real quick before I go into this, I want to go over a short synopsis of the second part in chapter two. So since we did that with chapter one. So basically, Mike calls all the adults, they all come back, um, they all start seeing Pennywise again, they all have their own experiences, they're all kind of getting broken down a little, he's kind of breaking them down a little bit, and then of course they all go to fight him, and they really start to get their bearings again, they start to remember, oh yeah, it's afraid of us as long as we're not afraid of it. So that's kind of how they start fighting it back, and like we mentioned in the first one, it's a literally a spider it, it's a spider there's it's it's just a giant spider yeah. and there are webs everywhere and then in this one it's this really fucking cool set that they built um that looks like an ancient ruins basically and because the motherfucking first one had a door he had a fucking door that was like come in no i'm just kidding <laughs> and then Welcome. um the second one they had to crawl through this little area um and then they found, like, these ancient ruins, found him, and then he... Because essentially he was, like, on a... So they he's basically described as, like, I guess an alien. He's literally an alien. That came from yeah. a crater that crash-landed. So this set that they built on the soundstage literally looks like what... A, a crater A crater would hits. look like if it crashed and... Yeah, so that... That, that looks really cool. Perfect. And they made his entire body was a spider, but they kept his head and his hands um, as the clown. And then he got real big, and then they talked him down to small size, and then they reached into his heart, grabbed it, and squeezed it. And then the original, they walked into its lair, rolled all of them rolled him over, reached into the stomach. That was where the headlights were. They kept their eyes closed, pulled out his heart, and smashed it. So it was the same synopsis as to how they killed it. Um, and then in the book, it just, just played out in different, yeah. different ways. Um, Ben and Beverly ended up together. <sighs> I was so happy. Oh, we all <laughs> knew that was coming. It was in we the first did. one. It yeah. was in the book. Um, um Eddie does die. Eddie, Eddie dies di- in the book. Yeah. Eddie dies in the first movie. Eddie dies in chapter two. Spoiler alert. But Eddie like always said, Eddie always dies. Like Eddie dies. Eddie dies. They told you in 1986. They told you in 1990. <laughs> like, Eddie dies. Eddie dies. Stanley dies. Um, and that's... the suicide note that they read, though, I liked Stanley's that better. Note, oh my! At the God. end of the, I do. Part. You know, like we said, they didn't end it with Bill and Audra, which was beautiful. 
But again, keeping with that tone of the friendship, they ended it reading Stanley's letter. Which basically said, I knew that you guys needed to be united and I couldn't do yep, it. I knew I couldn't do it. And, and that's, then you get that final nod with Mike leaving town. Because you look at it more as a sacrifice than a suicide. Exactly. He did not do it. Right. I shouldn't say suicide, no, because I don't, I don't, it, I don't see it as a suicide either. It was right. a sacrifice. It was. Because he knew, because he, him and his wife, like, even in the book, they're described as in fucking love. Like, they are so happy. They want kids, but they're happy. They're so in love. There's no reason why he would have killed himself for any other reason as to he knew he couldn't go. He couldn't be part of, he couldn't, he couldn't be united. Like, there was no way he would be okay. So he killed himself to take himself out of the equation is what he said. Oh, the other part we forgot to mention before we go into the um, the Easter eggs, uh, the gay couple. That is which was not, the first Easter egg because I was like, we need to talk about this. That is not in the original movie. Um, For obvious, it is reasons. in the book. It's very descriptive in the book, and I am very glad Andy Machete left it and put it in this one. Um, he made a point of saying the reason why he did is because. We unfortunately still live in a world today that is homophobic. And you do hear about these things happening. Um, you hear all the time about trans people being killed. Uh, I mean, it's constantly in the news. So for him to leave that in is really showing something that still unfortunately is true to this day. And I really appreciated that. I thought that was just absolutely incredible. Really incredible. For all of, listen, guys, I'm going to be real for a second. Oh my God, for, do we really have to talk about this? I'm just going to, I'm going to graze it. Okay. Because it needs to be said. And then we're going to let it go. And then we're going to let it go. Because <laughs> I could tangent on this for the entire fucking night. I had someone reach out to me on Twitter. I'm, I am, I am a lesbian. Becky is queer. We are very much a part of the LGBTQ community. We are not upset. Over the scene, we are not upset <laughs> over the scene. And for those of you who are telling gay people not to go see this movie because of this scene, you are disrespecting the gay community because people need to see this fucking scene because this shit happens. Mm -hmm. It would be the same as if it was a racial hate crime. It happens. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Good. I'm glad it makes you feel uncomfortable. What made me uncomfortable? Because I've never been through something like that. But guess what? Some people truly have been through that before. And for all of you out there who haven't seen it and you're part of the gay community, it is a heavy trigger warning because it is very hard to watch. But at the same time, it's so good that it makes you uncomfortable because it makes you see what people actually go through. Stephen King said it himself that he left it in there because it was an ode to an actual hate crime that actually happened. Um, one, I think I'm not 100% sure if one of the kids were actually killed, but he did it as an ode to that hate crime that happened around the time he wrote it. Um, in 1986, during the height of AIDS, when if you were gay, that was it. Yeah. You know. Automatically, you had AIDS, whether you did or didn't. You were just ostracized because ignorance and homophobia ran rampant. Yeah. So, 
It's very, you, it's, it is. It's triggering as fuck in the book too. Let me tell you every other word the is book fag. Fag constantly. <sighs> Y'all don't even want to know. I mean, they go into how corrupt the police are. The police yep. are incredibly homophobic. I mean, they left all of that out of the movie. So be glad they it only went as far scene. as it did. Right. Because if they did it exactly the way the book did, don't even get me started. You want to talk about triggered. It's basically exactly the same. They just cut down on the language heavily. Uh, yeah. It's basically what they did. Um, but that scene was and incredible. It's an and it was tasteful. It was chapter. tasteful. It's an entire chapter. It's literally chapter two of the book It. It's the entire fucking chapter. So for those of you who are saying it's not a part of the book, read the fucking book again if it's been a while. And second of all, for those of you who are telling people not to see it because of this scene, fucking stop. Yeah. Fucking stop. That's ridiculous. This scene was, if if anything, more than set the tone for this movie. Very much so. Because this movie was like, we ain't fucking around. See? This, and, and Pennywise, okay, one other thing, Pennywise doesn't give a shit about your sexuality. Oh my god. He doesn't care. Because guess what? If you're scared of him, he gonna eat you. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're a child. I don't care if you're an adult. If you're scared of him, he gonna eat you. Penny, Pennywise is an equal opportunity. <laughs> he's a horror up. monster. He, he doesn't care. He don't care. He he doesn't. He gonna fuck you up. Everybody that's he don't like, care if oh you're dark God. meat, white meat. That's what it is. Light meat to him. Whatever. It's dark meat and white meat. That There's exactly nothing what else. He There's... calls it salted meat. That's what he calls it in the book. Like yep. that's what he refers to. And you for those of you saying that Pennywise is anti-LGBTQ, I don't give a fuck. I don't think he cares. <laughs> you're also someone who lives in a culture where now you're literally triggered by everything, and I feel sorry for you. Can we just <laughs> talk about the fact that he kills children? He mutilates Yeah, I love children. how that's just glossed over by you fucking social justice warriors. And we're not Go trying to be yourself. rude. We're really not. But you guys are... You guys, you are the kind of people Oh, I'm that, being rude. I don't care. You're the kind of people that <laughs> wake up fuck. every day and just want to get offended by something. Everything. You just want to be offended by everything. This You're movie was nothing. culture and you just... This just, movie was nothing short of incredible. And I understand some people are like, meh, I like the original better. That's fine. Your opinion is fine. But stop telling people not to see it because of this one fucking scene. Like, it's, it's not worth... It sets the tone for the movie. It's exactly like it is in the book. It needs to be seen. And even if it was a straight couple, that shit would have happened. Because Pennywise is like, you don't care. <laughs> someone's down here and they're scared And it would have been just yes. as equally as horrific, you know? But he kept it... He like, like I said before, Andy put it in there for a reason. Because this does happen. And you can't just gloss over what happens every day in America with homophobia as it did then, as it does now. You just can't gloss that over. And it stayed true to the book. It was a very tasteful scene. It was done, um, it, it was done in an amazing way. And again, it set the tone because by the time... Mike shows up. See, in the first movie, it's a little girl that's killed. And then Mike shows up and is like, oh, there's all these killings going on. And then that's when he finds, you know, and the sheriff's like, hey, you need to get out of here. And then that's when he <laughs> finds this picture of Georgie. And he's like, wait a minute. And then that's when he puts two and two together that this is Pennywise. Well, in chapter two, Mike shows up after the gay couple, the one 
Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. He's the one that's murdered. And uh, he shows up and then that's when he gets the message from Pennywise with the balloons and the blood and the come home and everything. And that sets the tone from there that he's back and we need to get the group, the losers club back together. So it was, it was brilliant. Um, and the rest of you that just want to get triggered by everything, just find something better to do. I had to, life. I had to touch on this. Go take a walk, is... look, in, look into the sun and go blind. I don't fucking care. Just... I had to touch on that for a second because it is so. <laughs> look into the sun and go blind. I love how I just came up with that. <laughs> take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> like I had to, Love I had to address it because it's out of hand right now. It's, I didn't it's realize out it was of this bad. hand. This is why I'm not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had people too direct message me because people on Twitter know. Are you day. serious? I've had people direct message me and ask me how I feel about it. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm like, do you want to know how I feel about it? I'm about to text you a fucking rant. Yeah. Get ready for this because I'm a part of this community and I'm very happy with this. I mean, I'm not. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I like how they did it. I'm not happy with what happened. Oh, of I'm... course not. But it's it was, like I said before, it was done in a very tasteful mm-hmm. way that wasn't as outrageous as the, the book. Yeah, the book is outrageous. still enough. To not only show you that this is the world we live in, but also set the tone perfectly for the rest of the movie. Oh, I mean, it just, it, it, it makes you uncomfortable and that's how the movie makes you. The like, movie's it, supposed it's uncomfortable. to make you uncomfortable. And it's way more gory, way more violent, way, way more graphic. Way more graphic. Way sloppy more bitch. Graphic. Oh my God. Way more graphic. Just that scene alone with... And can I just say how incredible Bill Skarsgård is with that scene of just his face with mm. peeling the makeup That's the off. best Pennywise scene by oh far. Oh my god. Because that laugh he does where he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh. That scared the <laughs> shit out of me. I mean, that that genuinely, oh god. And can I just say the only time I did genuinely almost vomit was that fucking leper with Eddie. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, stomach. Okay, right now. I was like, I'm gonna need all this vomiting to stop. There's so much puking. There's, there's so, so much puking. In the book, it's Richie, and the, in the movie, it's fucking. Well, it's leper. Richie, too. Richie throws up like three times. Oh, in the he does. Oh, but the leper throws up. But the leper Eddie, also throws like, up. And then everywhere. sticks his tongue in his and mouth. Then, oh, God. Oh, huh? Okay. <laughs> and there it goes again. <laughs> So actually, uh, most of the Easter eggs we've actually already mentioned. Um, one of the so there's a scene in it, chapter two, where Ben is talking to um, like his group of people, and one of the people sitting at the table looked very familiar. And I know Becky picked this out too. Um, it's actually the kid who plays the guy who plays the kid Ben in the original. It he's sitting there at the table and he looks I. It's the same. He doesn't now, look any different. So Ben in the book, in the original movie, and then in chapter two, grows up to be an architect. And uh, it's his business. Mm-hmm. And he's like video conferencing. Yep. So if you guys remember the scene, he's at home video conferencing this boardroom. There's a younger guy that's in a suit that's talking. And that is the young Ben Hanscom from it 
1990 film. It's incredible. I think the story that I read about it is he had just so happened to become friends with Eddie or Eddie, Andy Muchetti, the director. And Andy just decided to put this little Easter egg in there. And the guy hasn't, he said it's actually renewed his interest in wanting to act again. He hasn't acted in like 17 years. He had a few parts years. after. <laughs> now is, I'm trying to, is the 27 years it's not signified as much in the first movie, but no. it is in the book, though, isn't it? It is, and it is in it's the second movie. It's very specific in the book and in the second movie. The, the first movie, they years. just say around, they keep around, saying 30, around 30, 30 years. Yeah. yeah. They never say 27. They're like, about 30. But it's 30. Spe- it's very specific in the book and in the second yeah. movie, 27 years. Um, Stanley is working on a, this is all it chapter two. This is all Easter eggs from it chapter two. Stanley's working on a bird jigsaw puzzle when he gets the call from Mike. Birds are connected to Mike in the book, but actually birds are connected to Stanley from the original movie because he was a Boy Scout and he, when Pennywise was coming at him for the first time, he started spouting off all the birds that he knew. That he could remember, yeah. Um, Also, birds appear during Mike's flashback where he learned about its true form. Um, which, which is showing his connection to birds. I haven't personally got there in the book yet, but I'm curious to hear about why birds are more connected to Mike than Stanley. Um, this is funny. When the adult losers arrive in Derry, they never change their clothes. I thought that which was Which, I'm like, y'all stink. I'm like, oh, they didn't. And then you jump in that <laughs> nasty-ass quarry. <laughs> Pennywise is like, y'all stink, dude. And it y'all ain't because you're not feared of me. Uh, afeard. <laughs> it ain't because you're not afeared of me. Y'all ain't afeared of me because y'all stink. You smell? <laughs> I can smell your stink. And you haven't showered. <laughs> and you call me a sloppy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, this is actually really cool. The little kid, Dean, who actually reminds me a lot of Georgie. Um, which that was probably done on purpose. He lives in the house that Bill used to live in and he rides a skateboard. Well, Bill is trying to warn him and he's holding the skateboard. And if you look at the pattern of the skateboard, it's actually the pattern of the carpet in the shining, which is kind of cool. I actually think that's really cool. The other shining reference to Beverly in the bathroom when Henry Bowers' head pops through the bathroom stall and says, here's Johnny. So there you go. It's another shining. I think everybody in the theater picked up on that. Oh, one. yeah. If you don't know that reference, then no. There was a lot of laughter. You could hear it. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, and uh, sorry, we got to give this spoiler alert. Stephen King is in Chapter 2. It's incredible. In It was so funny because incredible. I heard... I had just saw his eyes and I was putting it together. I'm like, is that Stephen King? And I hear Becky go, oh my God, it's Stephen King. Oh, I knew immediately. (laughs) I knew immediately. And he, it actually took some coaxing because he had mentioned before that he, he's other movies of his adaptations that he appears in, according to him, don't fare well. (laughs) So he was afraid that he was going to be like the kiss of death. And uh, they were like, no, you have to be in it. And oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know about being the kiss of death, dude. But like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what it did to everybody else. But it just warmed my little heart. I got so fucking excited. Oh, my God. I was just like. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like I was, I was so giddy. I, and you just, you could hear it in the whole audience. Everybody was like, oh my God. Like it was incredible. It was like audible gasps. Like <gasps> it was such an amazing scene and so poignant and perfect. He's working at the antique shop where Bill sees silver and he walks in to buy him and he's like haggling the price with them. And it just, it's incredible. And he's like, oh, you're a writer? Because Bill writes books. I mean, it just, the whole scene. Ugh, and actually, fun so fact, great. you guys, I just got to the part in the book where Bill, I can't think of his name, Bill's wife is describing how he writes his stories. And do you know how he writes his stories? From his dreams. From his dreams. Guess who else does that? Stephen King. Stephen King. I was like, oh. That's a nice little ode to Stephen King, written by Stephen King. I love it. <laughs> Sleeps with a notepad and pen next to his bed. I don't know if he still does, but that's how I... Bitch, I need to do his that. His writing process. Off my shit. Wakes up after a dream or a nightmare, and I'm thinking, dude, what the fuck? You have written Pet Cemetery, Christine, Carrie, Cujo, like Salem's Lot. What goes on in your fucking dream? Cujo is one I could I could see happening. Oh god. That's that an easy. Be. That's just a fucked up dog. I could see but a fucked up car and then the shining is just a fucked up dude. That's a What is with writers? Well, the Stanley <laughs> Hotel that he stayed at, that was the the inspiration. That's true. Because yeah. him and his wife, it was actually in their off, it was in the off season of the Stanley Hotel that him and his wife decided to stay. So it was very similar to The Shining where it was like they're walking around this huge empty hotel and it's like mm, horror movie, horror book. Come play with All us. All kinds of ideas. I mean it was it was like the setting was just spot on. When I read about that I'm like, "Oh my god, what the perfect inspiration for a book." Just this sense of like isolation and then at the time too i've noticed a lot of correlations with certain stories of his that have to do with alcoholism and mm -hmm. troubled childhoods which well ben is through. actually an alcoholic yes he is not in the original movie well actually yeah it's, it's actually more pointed out in the original movie i meant to say the original movie in the book right more than it is the second book in the second he's book drunk he in the beginning know. he's drunk in the beginning of the first yeah movie so. And in the book, um, it describes him as drinking this crazy-ass whiskey, and he uses a lemon to, <laughs> to get it down. It's it's great. I, I'm really enjoying the book. I genuinely am. Um, there's a bar lounge inside the Dairy Townhouse. It has a nautical theme, and it's decorated with a lot of miniature sailboats, and of course, that's a nod to the SS Georgie. There's an old Pennywise dancing clown poster in the background of Mike's attic apartment. I did not catch this, but next that. time I watch it, I will definitely be looking for it. Uh, Mike also has a picture of Derry's famous standpipe on his table, which is the same one that was featured on the postcard Ben gave Beverly. Um, that is still so Your sweet. hair is winter fire. January embers. My heart burns there too. It's so Can I just talk fucking Can I just talk about though that the girl in the original it did not have red hair? No, she did not. She wasn't a redhead as a young one, and she wasn't a redhead as an mm -hmm. older one. No. And then they were like, let's get two natural redheads for the new one. And I was like, they didn't even color her hair. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. So Yeah, because natural natural redheads are better. That's what redheads are hot. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think I just <clears throat> so fucking cold. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Pardon me, I have a... Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I'm over here like flustered. I'm like, pardon, I can't even read. Pardon moi. Red hair and blue eyes. <laughs> so in the flashbacks at the clubhouse, Eddie's wearing a t-shirt with an evil car on it, which is Christine. Um, and in on Christine's license plate, um, CQB241 from Carpenter's adaptation hangs above the counter in the secondhand Rose thrift shop. During Ben's, well, actually, we mentioned this one. This is the one um, in It Chapter 1 where Bill finds the Lego turtle. Yes. Yeah. That one is very, pretty obvious. I actually picked that one out. Uh, only because I knew about the turtle. If you didn't know anything about the turtle, obviously you're not going to know shit about that scene. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think I pointed out to you and another friend of mine, and they're like, I was like, actually, this is an ode. And they're like, what the fuck, a turtle? And I was like, actually, yeah, which I'm this isn't glad. mentioned at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad they <laughs> left that out. Because I don't, I don't know I how like well. turtles. I don't, right? I don't know how well that would have fared, like, between, I mean, they, like they I said, they did a good it, job with the spider, but the turtle, They made it perfect. I feel like the turtle might have been over the top. They did, and they did well enough with explaining the, the, the House of Chud, the whole mm -hmm. ritual, the whole, they, they really did a great job in chapter two describing all of that and applying it to killing Pennywise. Yeah. Um, so in the new It, Ben has a Pennywise moment and a flashback where Beverly basically confesses her love for him. It's not Beverly, it's Pennywise. And she says, kiss me, fat boy. And that is actually in the original It, where he says, kiss me, fat boy, because he makes out with who he thinks is Beverly. And it's not... And it's, that's when they're adults that's when at they're the adults. hotel yeah. when he thinks it's Beverly coming on to him in the hotel because uh, Mike is getting attacked in the other room by uh, Henry Henry Bowers yeah. after he escaped. Yeah, that's in the first one. Um, of course, Andy Muschietti is it Mu Muschietti Muschietti makes a brief cameo in the pharmacy during Eddie's flashback, which I think is pretty cool. I didn't recognize him, but I know Becky I did. did. If you look behind, if you kind of glance over his shoulder and you see a gentleman standing in the aisles kind of looking around, there's only one person in the pharmacy. It's it's him. So I'm like, oh, just like Stephen King, you like to be in your own <laughs> Love it. Um, Shama Lama Ding Dong is like that too. Yes, he is. And not Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> you knew who we were talking about. <laughs> it's kind of like when you say Bar Barnabob Cumberdox, you know exactly who you're talking about. Like, it's always been a Dick Cumberbatch. Barnabob Cumberdox. And in the newspaper clipping of the fire that Mike's parents died in, the words it can be seen in the smoke above the building. I can't wait to look for that either because I didn't see it. Yeah. Of course, there's plenty of odes to the OG Pennywise in the new one. Um, a lot of the clowns that you see in the new It resemble him. So it's that's very cool. Um, in the bathroom stall that Beverly's stuck in, you can see Hate Clown. Um, and actually, I think there's a lot of stuff on that wall. It's I the same have to stall like... 
And, but it's the same. It's the same stall, bathroom stall that she was in as in, a kid. In chapter one, as a kid, when she was being bullied. But apparently, even as a kid, you can see hate clown. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I'm assuming it's the same graffiti, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, of course, the here's Johnny reference. Um, you know, there was actually, and if anybody, I've been trying to look for this. If anybody can find out, so there's a scene. In It Chapter 2, uh, Mike lives above the library. He has a stack of books. And when the camera is panning down from a stack of books, and I can't, I think onto one of the newspaper articles, one of the books was an H.P. Lovecraft book. I saw the author said H.P. Lovecraft, but I did not see what book it was. If anybody out there... <laughs> sees it chapter two again or can remember what that was i cannot for the life of me find that and i don't know if that has some significance because like we mentioned there's a lot of john carpenter references it has in this movie so there has to be significance because john carpenter was heavily influenced by hp lovecraft so there's got to be some connection it has have it's it's when you get to bill's part in the book you'll understand the influence oh, fuck okay <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> he gets, and that's one of his, Bill's favorite writers. Fuck, of course. Like. Yep. Is H.P. H. Lovecraft Poe, I think yeah. he said. Oh, de definitely. Um, and there was another one. Definitely. That I can't remember right now, but. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad That's why H.P. Lovecraft. Yep, got it. So even even just to give a nod to that from the original book in the new mm -hmm. movie too. I uh, just hit that part. Love today. <laughs> it. Thank you. Okay, um, good. When Pennywise is dying, one of its eyes is blue and the other is yellow. See, I didn't notice. I didn't that. notice that, but I'll have to look at it. Because you do notice that, like when he when he, it seems like when he's more energized, like in chapter one, his eyes are blue the majority of the time. But then when I he's think like, he's hungry when his eyes are yellow. When his eyes are yellow, he's hungry. So kind of like Twilight. When he's full, he's blue. When he's empty, he's yellow. Except Twilight, it's red when they're hungry and yellow when they're full. And he's yellow when he's hungry and blue when he's What? <laughs> yeah, these are things I know. Um, I went through a Twilight phase. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> it's okay. We <laughs> um, about and then it. finally, there's a book on Mike's desk at the end of the movie. A History of Dairy, written by Branson Budinger, Budding. <laughs> is it Budinger? You got it. Okay. That was it. It's like Budinger, which nope. is an actual character in the novel. Yes. <laughs> I, I did catch that, so. It's also the same book that Ben reads in the library in it, chapter one. How about it that? Is. It, it is. is the same book. Yes, it is. Yep. The one that he's got in his room mm -hmm. with him. Hang in tough. We're rough. Oh my god. We're rough. I so oh my god, that scene when Beverly's looking at him. <laughs> and he's just like, Don't please. And she's like, I got you. She's like. <laughs> and he's like, please. I'm going to carve my name into this cottage cheese. I literally could quote the entire It Chapter 1. I've seen it so many times. I heard I, the list is longer than my wang. I've seen it twice. 
<laughs> okay, guys, I remember I'm the I'm the one terrified of clowns here. So it took me forever to see the original one all the way through. Wasn't too keen about a remake. So I'm like, fuck, goddamn clown. But now that I've seen them, especially going back and watching the first one for the nostalgia, and then now going back, I'm I'm older now, 30 years later. I'm obviously not as scared as I was. Later. But I'm, I'm fuck, dude, the, these new movies are incredible. They're incredible. They are scary, but they're, they're so well written and well acted. And the relationship between these characters is just outstanding. So shout out to Andy Machete, shout out to Rich D'Elia who did the casting. You guys are fucking incredible. The movies were just And shout out to whoever, or well, I guess it was the same casting director, Bill Skarsgård. I yeah. I mean, we we talk about the adults and the kids a lot, but Bill Skarsgård fucking nailed this role. And actually, the kid who plays um, Ben was talking about how he gets ready for the role. Apparently, he just goes into a corner by himself and screams and shakes. That's horrifying. I'm like, <laughs> imagine that in your dreams. Also, fun fact, in the first one, uh, the scene where he's coming out of the fridge, which I do not appreciate. um, Yeah, me either. (laughs) He's coming out of the fridge and he's all contorted. In that scene, when everyone kind of comes into that room, they are all seeing him for the first time. Yeah, you completely. Oh my God. Completely, like, garbed up. So that's actually their real reactions. And that would have been mine. (laughs) I would have been like, what the fuck? Spot on to whoever had that idea, because to see that genuine terror on those kids' faces was even more horrifying. What's wrong, Bill? Am I real enough for you? I was real enough for Georgie. See, that was perfect. Spot the fuck on. <laughs> he's got his hand on Eddie's face, and he's like, I was real enough for Georgie. I'm like, if you don't get your hand up. And then Beverly comes in and stabs him in the face. And he just, like, holds that face. I'm like, oh, God. And he's, like, doing his hand as he's, like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) And he's like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. I was, that was actually really scary for me the first time I saw the first chapter. That, that scene in particular, well, the one was seen Jordy's actual arm ripped off scared the shit out of me because like we said you didn't see that in the first movie but that genuinely scared me him popping out of the fucking fridge like that I was like what I just don't <laughs> like contortions so no, I was no, like no. I don't like that nope I don't either I don't like that at all I'm like oh your body really does that okay you're the devil <laughs> you are Satan you are Satan <laughs> Oh, I don't want to stop talking about it. I could I talk know. about it all night. I don't think we really have anything else, though. I mean, that's a pretty solid. I was pretty solid, guys. Uh, Sloppy bitch. I'm we sorry. are. That's incredible. Um, no ad here. We're just gonna tell everybody. Throw it out there. Uh, download Audible. You get a thirty day free trial. You get two downloads. Download it. It's fucking worth it. It 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 it's worth it because you're worth it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, that's L'Oreal. Like the one I sent you with January, January fire, January embers at Keen's Pharmacy. Uh, it was so fucking great. Um, Because I mean, January, what? Beverly, if I can get her fucking name out, Beverly's the only redhead besides Pennywise, and it's two different red red colors. So if you want one, you gotta. 
I want the B red. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the B red, not the P red. Thank the you. Red. Um, yeah, you owe it to yourself. Just download the book. It's incredible. Steven Weber does a great job narrating it. Um, and I, I, I just think, I, I think that if you're a fan of both movies, you really owe it to yourself to either read the book or listen to the book and you can download it for free on Audible. That is not an ad. We just want to throw it out there because that was a great That's what we've been doing. And I, like I said, I'm six awesome. hours into it. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying learning more about these characters. You know, and we both have jobs. You know, like I said, if you have jobs where you're able to listen to podcasts and do that, you you could easily get it done in a few days. I mean, and, it, and it's, it's worth it. And like Casper said, you're really delving deep into the psyche of each character including Pennywise. And, and I he, can't wait for and that. And he tells it in first person in his own character. So that is going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear Excited. the narrator talk like him again, too. I love it when he talks like him. Yeah. Your daddy ready? was a wise for, man. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. I didn't know what was coming after that. That was perfect. Um, okay. Do you want some bath bombs? Because let me tell you, Becky has some bath bombs for you. You can get some bath bombs from Calm Your Body Down. <laughs> I don't have any Pennywise ones, though. We're not. Uh, oh, that'd be cool as fuck. <laughs> right. Thoughts for next Halloween. Thoughts for Clown <laughs> bath bomb. Um, we do have pumpkin spice. There is going to be a fall uh, scent coming out. Um... I think I finally nailed what I wanted to do. Uh, so it's apple cinnamon. That is going to be the next fall scent. Yes. So we'll have pumpkin spice, apple cinnamon. I will have the apple cinnamon up on the Etsy shop in two weeks. Um, so everything will be there. And uh, again, the link is in the uh, bio on the Instagram page, which is in the bio on the Don't Fuck With The Original Instagram page. So um, the Etsy shop. Calm your body down. Um, and if you're not into pumpkin spice or anything like that, I mean, there's different bath bombs on there. And um, if you're not into pumpkin spice, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know, right? Like, you know you want the pumpkin spice. But, um, <laughs> and the body creams. Definitely check out the body creams, guys. There's unscented vanilla and peppermint. And the peppermint one is amazing on your feet. If you work on your feet, and you've got pain, painful feet at the end of the day. They're aching. They're stinking. Like, it, that stuff is incredible. So. This is asked, you guys. It's been a week, and all we've done is make her face smell like a foot. <laughs> I've been really busy with choir. Sorry. <laughs> you made her face smell like a foot. Oh, my God. I don't want to make people's faces smell like feet. Well, it was just funny because in that movie, unless you're Regina George, he said then, your face smells like peppermint, and that was it was foot cream. Unless you're Regina George, <laughs> um, and then I don't care what your face smells like. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Yep. Uh, calm your body down. At see your BD is the Instagram page. Uh, search calm your body down on Etsy. Um, DFWTO for free shipping on everything. So thank you. Calm your body down. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm trying. I can only get it in spurts. 
It takes me a minute. I have to, I have to like, I space out really hard and think about his voice. <laughs> I have to like think. Let me, let me get in character. <laughs> let me get in character. <laughs> Please don't stand in the corner and um, scream. So next week, guys, is our true crime episode. Keeping it in the clown world, it will be about Mr. John Wayne Gacy. I'm actually excited about doing this one. He is one AKA of my- AKA Pogo the Clown. Pennywise mixed with Bogo. Right. Even though he happened before, it did. But I'm excited about it because he's one of my, he's in my top five uh, serial killers. So we'll be talking about Mr. John Wayne Gacy. So make sure to tune in next week for the true crime episode. If you would like to follow us on any of our Instagram, not any of our Instagram. Oh, God. On any of our social media. (laughs) We have multiple Instagram pages. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. Stalker. I stalk myself. <laughs> um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is Don't Fuck With The Original. Twitter handle is DFWTO8811. Uh, make sure to follow us and subscribe to us on Podbean, CastBox, Podcast Player, Spotify, and Podcast Addicts. Now, I did want to give you guys a head up, heads up on September 23rd. We are going to be featured on Podbean's site for a week. So we're really excited about that. And it's really funny because I set this up in March and I forgot all about it until my email was like, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, yeah. So that's happening in a couple weeks. So I'm excited about that. Um, And not long after that, we're going to try to work on our uh, Patreon, guys, because we know we've been talking about it for a while. Um, It's just getting the time to set it up. And, uh, you know, if we get a really huge response from this uh, Podbean feature, and see how many more and more and more subscribers and followers we get. This is just going to push us more and more and more to doing this Patreon and bringing you guys special content uh, and merchandise out there yeah. because we know you guys want merch. We know you guys have been asking for it for a while and we want to bring it to you. Um, we're going to get this Patreon up and running. We promise you guys. We'll see how this Podbean feature goes. And if it blows up, then we will get that Patreon to you before the end of the year. Get merch on there. Get special content on there. We love our fans. We love you guys for listening. Yep. We love all your support. And we will do everything we can to give it back. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And um, I want to thank our new subscribers. We have hit 190 subscribers on CastBox right now, oh, which is yeah. really awesome. Almost at that 200 mark. So... Thank you to all of you guys, and thanks to everybody who listened, and then go see It Chapter 2 if you haven't. Or just see it again. Or just go see I really want to go see it again. I do too. Low-key, just saying. Low-key, I (laughs) high-key. You low-key, I high-key. You low-key, I high-key, even though I love low-key. I low-key, low-key. Low-key, low-key, low-key. Okay, guys, bye! Bye! I low-key, 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 (laughs) low-key. That was a lot. <laughs>